Hi guys! Welcome to another edition of We Love Lucy. I'm Allison Wirma. I'm Corinne Eckhart. And I'm Molly Lyons. So, I'm just gonna say it straight out. I'm so sorry that my voice sounds terrible. I'm on day four of a cold, so I sound really nasally and disgusting. Never apologize for yourself. I need to. <laughs> I think it's going to be your sexy, sick voice. Uh, I know what boys like, and it's just tissues stuffed up my nose. <laughs> Mucus. Mucus is what boys do. Like. There's definitely a fetish for that. <laughs> Anyways. We're going to talk about Lucy thinks Ricky is getting drafted. Or, or drafted. For short. <laughs> what is the real title? We don't know. Hulu says drafted. I think Amazon said Lucy thinks Ricky is getting drafted. Conflicting or reports. CBS had that on its website or something. Why don't they call it Ethel thinks Fred is getting drafted? Oh. Well, that's later. I because guess. they're listening to you. Leave Ethel alone. Le- hashtag leave Ethel alone. <laughs> hashtag Frethel 2016 or 17. It aired... December 24th, 1951, which was Christmas Eve. Oh, we wish you a Merry Christmas. That's fun. Yeah, and they added a Jingle Bell Santa Claus scene before the show. That's so fun. What happened with Santa? It's that picture that we Instagrammed (laughs) on Christmas of all of them dressed up. Do we have a synopsis of this episode? We do, in fact. From IMDb. Ricky and Fred are going to do a show for the army troops at Fort Dix to keep Lucy from wanting to be in it. They keep the reason they're going a secret. Lucy and Ethel think they've been drafted. This is definitely not an episode that would happen today. No, not relatable. No, there's no uh, draft. I was reading on Jezebel that I think there was like a bill passed or something where in a couple years, like women can also be drafted. That's a thing. Like That's, Israel makes everyone serve in the army. But here's the thing, and the, the comments, I love this, where someone was like, well, until the government lets us keep, have our bodies to ourselves, we shouldn't be drafted. Well, that's a good point. kind of a fair point. Yeah. I'm on board. But it is sort of a, a step to equality. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, I mean, that's not something we would see. Like, I imagine, like, you're in high school, or, you know, you're Lucy and you're 40, and you're right, and your beau is getting drafted. Well, that was another yeah. thing, where the ages, where he's, like, 36, 37, right? Fred is way too old. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he, he enlisted. He Fred, didn't get oh, drafted. Oh, yes. Fred's too old. I looked up some background just a little bit, and... This episode was filmed during the Korean War, and that ran from June 1950 to July 1953. And then the U.S. military became all-volunteer in 1973, so still would not have been on TV today. Though I think I'm correct in saying that all of our fathers would have had draft numbers. Yeah, my dad did. Mine did, too. 73. How old do you have to be? 18. No, Steve graduated high school in 76. He just missed it. it. Wow, lucky. Yeah, lucky Linda. (laughs) My parents are high school sweethearts. Oh. I know. So cute. I think also something we've talked about was that we live in our own little bubble here in L.A., and I don't even really know that many people who served in the military. I know some from where I'm from. I think I'm from the Midwest, so I think a lot more people from there do tend to go into the military than the coasts do. Yeah, that might be true. I don't. I don't really have anyone in my family, besides like my grandparents, that yeah. were involved in right, the military. Right, right. Like my brother almost went to the naval. Ac- Steve, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you almost go to the naval academy? 
Or maybe it was the Air Force Academy. I think it was the Naval Academy. Steve, can you write us a letter, please? <laughs> Handwritten letter. Or a postcard. <laughs> I want a postcard. Um, well, in the episode, we learned oh. that Ethel reads other people's postcards. Well, I mean, wouldn't you? People build model airplanes. Ethel reads postcards. <laughs> they were setting up the whole thing that... They find this letter from the War Department, which I don't even think is a thing anymore. So Lucy's whole theory is that she can't open her husband's mail because they don't do that. And I thought when this was happening, I was thinking like, wow, that's a strong stance to take on mail. And also clearly Lucy was never a Hollywood assistant because you have to open everything, all your boss's mail and read it before they read it. I want to see the show where she is a Hollywood assistant. (gasps) She would lose her mind. Oh my goodness. She would make so many wrong turns, but it would all be okay. Just be so excited to meet all the famouses. I think she gets along with a lot of luck. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, things always seem to work out for her, even though she doesn't necessarily make them work out for her. Yeah, and she also talks her way out of things, too. But imagine her, like, trying to roll calls. (laughs) She would not be able to do that. She'd be like, what? (laughs) Connecting calls. Yeah, I could just imagine the physical comedy of, like, her picking it up and (laughs) trying to transfer. Or, like, what else do I do? Like, coffee. Yeah, she would just spill it everywhere. She's really gullible, right? Like, yes. she believes almost anything anyone tells her, and I think that would definitely be a downside. For sure. Like, yeah, someone would call in for her boss, and they'd be like, she'd be like, okay, who's calling? And they're like, it's whoever, and it's not really that person. Yeah. She would totally connect them to her boss. Or, like, someone would tell her that that her boss told them to tell her to do something, and then she'd just believe that without, yeah. like, confirming or anything. Oh, my gosh, I would watch that. Lucy would not be a good assistant. Is oh, what I don't think so. And then Ethel's, like, one desk over. <laughs> This is the show we're pitching. Watch out. Well, and I think that's interesting that they have such a strong stance, too, because that's like, mail is private, and it's also against the law to open someone else's mail. But that made me think, what would be the equivalent of that today? That's email? like, do you look at do you look at your significant other's text messages or Facebook, emails? Like, like where is the line drawn for your privacy, for your correspondence, and when you're in a relationship? I don't know. I don't date. <laughs> For personal mail, my parents share a Gmail address. Really? Yeah. Wait, that's... Oh, I want to ask Wait, what the email so is, but can't. That's really is cute. Is it just like John and Karen? <laughs> yeah, it's like our it's like our last name and then oh, that's some other stuff. so cute. I think people who share... Insta- like couples who share Instagram accounts or Facebook accounts is kind of weird. That's, that's weird to me. But the email thing, the email thing can be confusing because sometimes if they don't sign it, you don't know who, which one of them wrote you the email. Mm. The other thing I was saying is like, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't date, but like when people are in relationships, do you look at each other's text messages? Do you know each other's phone password? I feel like there's kind of a divide. Mm. Like some people like share everything with other people. Would you rather do that or maintain some semblance of privacy? I don't have any interest in reading someone else's text messages. I also don't have a boyfriend, so it's hard to compare, but my best friend is a boy, and I read all of his text messages. Tweet at Corinne if you're single. No, please don't. <laughs> I'll tweet. I, do, I don't have a Twitter, so it'd, you be, don't? it'd be really hard to you tweet at me. don't? I swear I follow you. Maybe I follow a different Corinne Eckert. Who are you? Who is... Who is she? Who is catfishing me? <laughs> I, mean, I, I would like... so catfish you, Corinne. <laughs> I would actually create a fake profile for you. Ooh. Good idea. That sounds like another episode of I Love Lucy. Do you think you would know everything I'd want in a soulmate? Like, do you think you could create a profile that I'd be interested in? Yes. Yeah, me too. That's so modern, Lucy, too, is like, 
Ethel creates one for Lucy or something, like or Lucy creates one for Ethel. Ethel, yeah. I don't think I'd have any interest in reading someone's text messages because I would be instantly asking them, who are you talking to? What are you doing? <laughs> because I'm she? so annoying. Yeah. Um, I'd be relentlessly curious in person. Yeah. I, I think it's more that they would let you if you wanted to, but you didn't have to. Like, that's probably what trust yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I know, like, I'll, like, be sitting with someone scrolling through their Instagram with them, either a friend or, like, whoever. I'm like, who is, yeah, just like you, Molly, who is that? Yeah. What are they doing? What's Did you happening? like that one? Why didn't you like that one? Because it's, it's a more of a childlike curiosity than anything else. The Instagram thing's really weird because if you've ever scrolled through a friend's profile, you realize that, like, your profile's so familiar to you, and when you click open Instagram, you expect to see all these people you recognize, and then instead it's just, like, a bunch of strangers. That's a horror movie premise. Because nobody... No, <laughs> that you open your you Instagram. You open your Instagram and you don't know anyone. <laughs> That's what happens when I have that's amnesia. What, like, yeah, that's modern day amnesia. <laughs> I don't recognize any of my Facebook friends. I didn't favorite any of these tweets. <laughs> so who are Edna and Ben? The Bishers. The Bishers. I'm so, because like, this is a running thing throughout the episode is Ben Bisher. Who are they? They're vacationing. They're always out. It's goals. Right. Well, I'd like to think that they're like Ricky and Lucy's like fancy friends uh-huh. and, and Ethel's kind of jealous of them Ooh. Oh. the letter was from Commander Maurice Thompson and Maurice Thompson was the script clerk and camera coordinator on I Love Lucy oh I love that yeah. I love like that even back then because now that happens all the time on TV all the little easter eggs to the um, and shout outs to the crew and I love that that happened then too yeah. well apparently all of the friends that are mentioned like at the end of the episode that are invited to the party um, those are their actual friends, oh. so like Lucy and Jesse's Maybe friends. Ben and Edna are too. Yeah, those are real people. Maybe, maybe we'll meet them later. I really want to meet them. But I'm really glad that Ethel, that the whole conversation of postcards came up because my entire life I thought postcards like it baffled me why someone would write a postcard when you know that like every person who touches it is reading it. Like, what could you possibly put on there that's interesting? My my rule about um, reading material is that if it's in front of my eyes, my eyes are just naturally going to process it. Do you know how people are like... eyes, Corinne. Well, do you know how people are like, don't read over my shoulder? It's like, if I can see it, I'm probably going to be reading it because you're taught to read like street signs yeah. and like any... And menus and whatever's put in front of your face. It's just like, I don't think about it. I'm just reading. You're literate AF. Yeah. I think it's... Like, the whole point is to send your friends a picture, right? I guess. But it's like, they can look on the internet and see a picture. <laughs> or you, they can look at my slides when I come home. <laughs> I wish you did that. Do you take slides? No, should I? Yes. Would you come to a slide viewing party at my house? I would <laughs> definitely go to a slide viewing party. That would well, be so fun. Only at my house, right? You'd be narrated. Yeah, no, no, I'd be yeah. talking the whole time. Well, to reference another iconic moment in television... Don Draper and Mad Men with the carousel. Like, oh, yeah. It's a lost art. The art of what having a party after your vacation to brag about your vacation. Should we start doing it again? We yes. need to bring it back? Maybe. Sponsored event with Kodak. <laughs> we look forward to seeing you all there. It's just our Instagrams that we've printed <laughs> on slides. That's amazing. That's such a good idea. That, like going through your whole feed and describing what the pictures are. Except I don't want to go back to my first Instagrams because they're Dark like days. so bad, so filtered. So, can we talk about Lucy's dress real quick? Yes, sure. She's wearing a scarf in her hair. The dress has buttons down the front and cuff sleeves with a belt, and I thought it was so cute. We like, need to bring that back. She's she's so flawless. It, like every episode, it's just it just piles on. 
I wonder how much of a say she had in her costumes. Uh, that's a great question. I, I would imagine a lot. Like, is this how Lucy Ricardo dresses, or is this how Lucy Lucille Ball dresses, you know? Or is it, like, a combo of the two? I imagine she probably does dress has to dress a little less fancy on the show because they're, you know, they're a middle-class family. And all the clothes are just impeccably tailored, too. Even if it's, like, yeah. not really high-end styles, yeah. it's just so perfectly executed. Well, that's the main difference, too, between her and Ethel's wardrobe. It's the problem with us nowadays. I feel like a lot less people nowadays appreciate uh, the value of a good tailor. True. Oh, so a moment that happens is, like, in this beginning part of the show that later becomes sort of <laughs> iconic is her crying. Her, like, wah! Which is, this is the first time that's appeared in the show. Yeah. And they pile on by having Ethel also do it. <laughs> but her saying, like, I'll be brave. <laughs> ah! Oh. Poor Lucy. I don't know. It, it kind of bummed me out that they decided to go in that direction with her, where she's, like, super emotional and fragile. But this is a, an episode that's, like, very much about traditional gender roles. Yeah. For better or for worse. Well, it helps a little that she's only doing it in front of Ethel, so it's not really like she's making herself a baby to a guy. She does yeah. later to Ricky, though, when, I he's, know. when she's like, I don't know if you like my new hat. <sighs> it just reminded me of that 30 Rock episode where they hire that comedian who talks baby talk and Tina Fey like, constantly tries to snap her out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this is the first mention of vaudeville. Oh, oh no, you're backstory. This is the best thing ever. Fred used to be in vaudeville. He is a theater nerd, which makes so much sense. Yes, he loves play acting, putting on voices, putting on airs, putting on costumes, being anyone but a landlord. He just wants to be included, it feels like, a lot of the time. Yeah. Which... I mean, that's a parallel to Lucy then, too, because, I mean, I guess Fred does have a past in it, but, like, Lucy just so badly wants to be on the stage and wants to be noticed and become, um, like, be in the show business. I feel like Ricky gives in to Fred so much more than Lucy. Right. Is he just trying to protect Lucy? He's, like, stage dad. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. He, he, like, doesn't want to share her with the world. True. But, yeah, he's very quick to say, like, yeah, Fred, you can be in the act. And if, if I'm Ricky, I'm like... I'm not signing on to some guy who lives downstairs being in my USO show before I see what he's got cooking. Right? Who used to be a quote-unquote vaudeville guy. And how did he become a landlord? He must not have been very good, which is really sad. And I really want to watch, like, a pre-story of Fred rising to fame and then slowly falling, and then he finally becomes a landlord. I imagine him as... the e-true Hollywood story of Fred (laughs) I would watch it in a heartbeat. I imagine him as a sad rodeo clown. He's baskets. Exactly. Yes! Oh my god, that is totally... Fred is baskets. I would want to see baskets where he plays the Louis Anderson character, where he plays the mother... He would be great as a woman. We've already established he's got a good <laughs> female voice. <laughs> Things that we know. But he played the North and Ricky played the South, and I thought that was a little backwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's from, like, what did he say? Like, from South South Miami or something? Yeah, from South yeah. Beach? Um, I don't think that's really the South yeah. of the... <laughs> yeah, and he names himself Stonewall Ricardo from Havana. <laughs> like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Something also that got mentioned that I feel like is a universal concept. Yeah. Um, she's like, they, they talk about going to go shopping to lift their spirits. So maybe the first TV mention of retail therapy. 
Oh, yeah. And then Fred says, Uh-oh, that'll cost me. <laughs> I also like that she says, like, Ooh, I know where I can find a dilly of a hat. Yeah, and they go downtown to buy a new hat. Oh, guys, we talked about it last time, too, but the days of wearing a nice hat. Yeah, we'll be back. Then we get down and get a peek at Ethel's apartment. Yeah. What'd you think? A lot of dark woods. <laughs> like, very oppressive to me, aesthetically. China everywhere. There's Girls ch- gotta have a hobby, as we've discussed. It was definitely, is dated looking. Yeah. Even yeah. for then, like, it was pretty dated look, compared to Lucy. Yeah. yeah. How old do we think they want us to assume Ethel is? 50? Right. I wonder how old they're supposed to be in comparison to... Right. Well, that's a valid question for what comes up. Right. <laughs> yeah, the draft. You're not going to draft a 60-year-old and man. And also... And pregnancy. When to pregnancy? Yeah, because they... When the guys are like, oh my gosh, they've been weepy and knitting socks. They must be pregnant. But they don't use that word, because you're not yeah. allowed to back then. Yeah, they say, like, Ricky's going to be a father. Well, and... Okay, so guys... This is actual evidence that they have some semblance of a sex life. Yes. I, that oh, yeah. made me happy. The Fred and Ethel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, what is his internal monologue? Because when Ricky says to Fred that, like, Ethel must be pregnant too, he breaks out into tears. And maybe he, my first question was, wait, they have sex. My second question is, wait, maybe he's realizing that actually Ethel's cheating on him. Whoa. Because oh. they haven't made love in I hadn't considered however that. long. I was thinking also, I was like, is Fred one of those people who, like, really believes in storks? I don't know. (laughs) So Fred starts freaking out when he realizes that he might also be a father. And I was thinking about how long, like, he's so much older that he spent the majority of his life, I guess, assuming they'd never have kids. So it is a huge life change to think that he is just going to be a dad now. Yeah, stages of grief. Yeah. (laughs) Also, financially, I don't know how they would do that. Oh my goodness. I don't know. And how did Ricky feel? I think he was excited. He was excited, but surprised. Yeah. I think he seemed really genuinely happy. Me? Father? (laughs) Yeah. You, father. Lucy, mother. Me, Tarzan. Which is cute, because he already is a a father in real life at this point. What kind of contraception would they use back then? Family planning. Sponges? Oi. Oi. Female condom. I thought it was... Dental dam. Oh, they definitely didn't use those. I thought it was pretty early in the series to bring up children. They definitely... This was before birth control, because that wasn't until, like, 1959, I think. Okay. Whenever Mad Men started. 2000! Started in the pilot of Mad Men. Wait, I didn't watch Mad Men that closely. Is it about birth control? Yeah, the whole thing is about because <laughs> people got really mad about it, and so it was called Mad Men. Yeah. <laughs> it should have been called like Relieved Men, <laughs> oh, Lazy Men. Yeah, it could have been. Uh, yeah, so they think that the girls are pregnant because the girls are sad and crying about and knitting them. socks. At every opportunity to make out Lucy to be a really ineffective woman, she's really bad at knitting, and Ethel is good at it. But good, like, props to Ethel for being good at something. Yeah, shout out to Ethel. Well, Ethel seems a little more patient than Lucy. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. I think I would be like Lucy. Like, I can barely sit for a minute, let alone knit. So another sign that they're on the same page, though, is that Lucy and Ricky are the ones who come up with the surprise party idea, mm-hmm. and they come up with it completely independently. 
Like, we'll throw them a, a going-away party. We'll throw them a baby shower. But it's not like Fred or Ethel at all. They just, they literally have the same ideas. Why do they need to have a baby shower, like, right now? Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing that drives me crazy. Like, when, since when do guys go to baby showers? Yeah, it, and it seemed like it was a cocktail party baby shower. I mean, that's, if I am ever pregnant, that's the kind I want to have. A cocktail party where you can't drink? Well, you can have, like, one drink. I'm with the French way of being pregnant, which is, like, a glass of red wine a day. Oh, there was a comment from Fred that was, like, another classic Fred being terrible to women. Specifically Lucy (laughs) moment where he's like, you know a lot about women. Ricky says that to Fred, and I'm like, hey, that's hilarious. And then he's like, why is my wife... My, like, my wife is acting really crazy, and I don't know what's going on. And he goes, Lucy's acting crazy? How can you tell? Because she's always crazy. Always crazy. Yeah, it's a running theme, I think. Yeah. I can't oh, wait for my... Am I right? Uh, I can't wait for my future boyfriend to always say I'm crazy. Well, he would be comparing it in his head to Ethel's behavior, and so in his mind, Ethel doesn't act crazy all the time. Only when she's with Lucy. Only when she's with Lucy. But Lucy acts crazy maybe all the time, in yeah. his opinion. I, I clearly, a relationship between those two characters would not work. So the night of the surprise party arrives, and Lucy's looks awesome, obviously. And Ethel shows off her cleavage. Amazing. Yeah. Get it, girl. When If you got it, flaunt it. And it's adding to the pregnancy rumors. Oh, seriously. Subtle. Or maybe not so. <laughs> um, well, what the thing about the surprise party is, so they have friends. Do they invite the same friends to the, like, do the friends each get a different invite? It sounds like they only have, like, five friends. Yeah, and they're all in the closet. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that was... Metaphorically? <laughs> that was definitely, like, something hanky in the terms of, like, fantasy world. Because they would have yeah. invited the same people. Someone and then, would have said something. Yeah, because um, I think Lucy's people came in the front and Ricky's in the back. You have to um, suspend, suspend, reality. suspend reality. I was going to say suspend logic. Also, the fact that they, how many people did they fit in that closet? Five. Five? We invited everyone here for a going away party. <laughs> no kidding! Well, you know something? We invited them over here for a shower. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the closet! <laughs> When they came out at the end, they looked like they all thought they were going to die. Like, they were still holding on. Like, okay. Like, it was like they were hiding from an atomic bomb. <laughs> there was one woman who was, like, gunning for an Oscar. With her <laughs> portrayal of, like, my neck, my back. I really appreciated that Lucy hates milk. How's <laughs> the milk, girls? It's all right if you like milk. But also, you don't give milk to pregnant ladies. No. Like, they make milk. They're cows. <laughs> like, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> That's so weird. Ew, milk is so gross. Do none of us drink milk? No, I hate it. None of us drink gross. Dairy. Lucy and Ethel clinked glasses on the milk, and I thought that was funny. Like, when, you're, when your friends are like, take a shot and you really don't want to and then you're reluctantly oh, like yeah. clink it together we brought you milk milk it's yeah. better for you oh, <laughs> <laughs> the surprise party part reminded me of an episode of friends where Ross, when Ross was dating Rachel, they had a surprise party for Rachel, but they had to put a second one into the um, in the other in Joey and in uh, Chandler's. Chandler's apartment because Rachel's parents showed up and they couldn't be in the same room together because they're going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. It does lead to a lot of physical comedy. That's really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that yeah that the whole double surprise party or just surprise party like trope. I've never I have I been to a surprise party. I have for my mom. 
which we threw on my 16th birthday to throw her off her game. My birthday's a week before hers. So my 16th birthday was a huge surprise party for my mom. How do you feel about that, Molly? <laughs> I never got over it. Yeah. Is there nowhere else to hide, though? I don't Than the closet? It. Yeah. Why couldn't they hide in the bedroom or the non-existent bathroom? Right. Well, just the fact that both parties decide to hide their guests in the closet. And that Ricky shoved that first one in, not noticing there's already a person inside. Classic. I think I could probably fit, like, five or six people in my front closet. I don't have a front closet. Oh. Me neither. But my bedroom, I could probably. Yeah. I just have to move, like, everything out of it. But I could fit, like, six people in there. All my shoes on the ground. I shoes could probably fit people in my closet up in my bedroom. But, but I would just put them in my room. Yeah, just put them in your room. But maybe, like, the bedroom is a secret space. Especially with their two beds. You can't mm-hmm. have more people in there. In my head, it's more fun if the guests coming in are, have to be hiding in various spots around the living room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like under the couch and like behind under a... Under the desk. Yeah, and behind a table. And then constantly all four are just trying to distract each other so they don't look and catch a glimpse of someone's yeah. foot or something. I Love Lucy if you're looking for new writers. <laughs> we're here. I Love Lucy reboot. We're here. And then the, I love the tag. It's just they're all laughing about how silly they were. <laughs> Like, also, our friends are in pain. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. But they say that that's some fancy jumping to conclusions. Well, we all did some pretty fancy jumping to conclusions. (laughs) Oh, like early reference to Office Space with the jump to conclusions mat? Does anybody remember that? There's a guy who patents an actual, like, mat that has different conclusions that you can jump to. It's like a million dollar idea in the movie. That's like a board game inventor, right? what you're talking about like you can invent a board game that does this uh plot is almost identical to an episode of my favorite husband called george's drafted liz's baby and then in season five of the of i love lucy the episode premise is that lucy gets drafted because they think she's a man that's so funny i wonder if we're gonna watch it in the future a lot of topical draft humor seriously into it also like why is ricky going to perform at four dicks like what is i don't know just like is it like to keep the troops morale up they'd yeah. much rather have marilyn monroe they'd much rather have lucy there yeah. than ricky Definitely. don't you think a oh, nice yeah. red-headed broad Maybe. with gams for days i think that's why he doesn't want her in it because <laughs> oh. he doesn't want a bunch of like hungry men you know, objectifying his woman. Come and get me, boys. I think there's definitely something in this theory that he sort of wants her all to himself. Yeah, he's, his, it's his Lucy, not the world's Lucy. It's not we love Lucy. Right. It's Ricky loves it's Lucy. I love Lucy. He did not ever pass sharing in kindergarten. It's, he has no interest in learning. It's kind of sweet at the same time. Could be possessive. I was trying to think of characters who experience the draft that we've seen in recent years and one that kept popping into my head was Red Foreman and then I was going through like Red Foreman moments Mm. on that 70s show and like thinking about his personality and he is very much like kind of a Fred Mm. in the way he runs his like marriage yeah, where he just tiptoes around his wife and then doesn't do things she wants and then there's this quote from season 8 episode 10 called Sweet Lady which is, he says... See, that's the thing about marriage. No one tells you about the three rings. There's the engagement ring, the wedding ring, and the suffering. <laughs> that's yeah, a Fred quote. He is definitely... Totally. That's a great analog. Also, because you have Kitty and Red are so Ethel and Fred. Yeah. 
and their names oh. even red is even like the same name i totally but then that. they have this like couple of like a strong red-headed woman and a boy who adores her in their son eric and donna oh yeah in a younger in a younger couple version. Yeah. Oh, that's I love that. So I mean, it might just be that like Hollywood loves redheaded women, and so we're gonna see an analogous things all over. But that was like a self brag for you too. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lot of competition out here. Seriously, I also was thinking during this episode about happy endings. Ah. When they throw the fake uh, baby shower. Because there's that one woman who comes back to town. Yeah. Who it's like they can't say no to her. She's so nice. So they just keep lying to her. She wants to get together with them and they're like, oh, I can't. I have to go to this baby shower. Yeah, I have to go to this thing. And then they make up all these lies as an excuse to not hang out with her. And then they invite her to the baby shower. It's for Brad and Jane. Yeah, for oh, the, another one of my, great TV couple. One of my favorite. They're so good. The goals that are being embodied. Agree. They're so good. I. Oh. And also, to think about comparisons, like, that's a couple where they're just, like, so head over heels in love with each other, even though they're, like, kind of dysfunctional in their own way. As an aside, that's sometimes mined for comedy. Like, they're a, one of the few interracial couples yeah. on network TV. Yeah, they they have Lucy and Ricky kind of, like, sort of squabbles between them. Like, yeah. there's definitely an episode that focuses on, is on, like, work wives and work husbands. Yes. Like, Brad's got a work wife and Jane gets a little jealous of that. So she tries to force a work husband yeah, and then goes to HR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Classic. that's definitely, I feel like, a modern interpretation of what Lucy and Ricky are arguing about. They always get themselves into situations where there's another party interested in one of them and they're like, no, that that's not what I meant at all. I love my spouse. Brad from Happy Endings is definitely in contention for modern day Ricky. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Just we should. Just in terms of like how much we're obsessed with both of them. Yeah, right? I feel like we should rack up modern day Rickies this year 2017 and we can have a voting poll at we the end. We could do a sports chart. Uh, what do you a call bracket. it? A bracket. <laughs> you can follow us at We Love Lucy Podcast on Facebook or Instagram. At We Love Lucy Pod on Twitter. And you can email us at welovelucypod at gmail.com. Later, Lucy's. Thank you.